Well, Renee Vitale, we have statements flying all over the place out of East Lansing yesterday. Uh, Mel Tucker has responded to the sexual harassment accusations. Um, we'll do a deeper dive into that about 534, but uh, it's just it's it's just an absolute he said, she said soap opera coming out of Michigan State University right now. Yeah, right now it's a he said, she said, and somewhere in the middle is the truth. Is what right. I've gathered. Right, exactly, and and so so we'll talk about it. It's uh, a lot of twists, a lot of turns, and um, you know, just when, just just when you think things have kind of settled down until this October fifth hearing. Um, but wait, there's more. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. and and that's why I said I don't even need to watch Netflix. I watch the news, and and that's a, 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 enough intrigue and suspense for me. Yep. Uh, in the meantime, we were uh, holding our breath all all afternoon yesterday, waiting for news to come out of um, Solidarity House. UAW leadership and Stellantis met yesterday to discuss another contract proposal uh, just days before the strike deadline. UAW President Sean Fain, he was supposed to do a Facebook Live address uh, yesterday. Uh, He's pushed that off into this evening. He did go on CNN and he did tell Jake Tapper that progress is slow, but there's some progress in that UAW will only strike against companies if it doesn't have a contract with them. Originally, there was um, some speculation that if they strike against one, they're going to strike against all. all three. So that's a little softening up of the stance. He he also said that there was some progress yesterday on CNN. Uh, not as optimistic as Stellantis saying they've reached an agreement on a number of issues, but it's kind of the first time that uh, Sean Fain... Uh, seemed like um, he wasn't coming out all fire and brimstone. There was some fire, there was some brimstone, but it's. I still think there's going to be a strike against at least one, but it seems like Stellantis is the leader board in the clubhouse for trying to get a deal done. And I was wondering if that was what was going to happen as he was as the deadline drew closer, was going to start to soften right. a little bit. Yeah, because, you know, everything he's done has been calculated and pretty clever. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's that, that uh, uh, complaint they fi- filed against, um, I think it was GM and Stellantis, for unfair labor practices. And you're like, uh, why do you do that? It's so that they can't replace striking workers um, if they do go on strike. Right. Um, something else happened this week, but it, it slips my mind. Uh, but but anyway, you know, Sean Fain, like I said, he comes across crazy, but then you kind of look at his, his reasoning and his strategy, strategy, and he's crazy like a fox. Right, right. Uh, Ascension nurses striking. Nurses and radiology technologists with Ascension Providence Rochester striking this week because of alleged unfair labor practices. Now, the hospital's accused of locking these employees out and threatening them with arrest. According to OPEIU Local 40, the hospital's planning to bring in strike breakers from an out-of-state firm. The hospital said of its contingency plan, regardless of the planned duration of the strike, we are contractually required to commit to a minimum of four days of work for any registered nursing and radiology technologist staff replaced starting from the first day of a strike. Now, several unfair labor practice cases against the hospital are currently being investigated by the National Labor Relations Board. Contract negotiations have been ongoing since last year, and the union says members haven't gotten raises in several years. Yeah, and if you're if you're working at the National Labor Relations Board this year, you've had a busy year. It has been a very busy year. You, I think you said this morning, every it seems like everyone... Uh, was 
was is striking or has been striking mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. I, I think one of the, the the main sticking points that the Ascension employees are unhappy about is they feel like they are dangerously understaffed at their hospital. And that's one place you do not want to be understaffed. Right. I mean, especially if you're 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 these frontline workers like these nurses. I've long maintained that that nurses and these point of contact care people are the best part of the healthcare system and they get the the, the brunt of everyone's frustrations because they're there. So underappreciated and I, underpaid, yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you have a loved one in the hospital and, and you know, there's only so many radiologists, there's only so many people to do tests. So, you know, your loved one's in the hospital, they're sick, you want answers, things are moving slow. And who's there to take your frustrations out on? But the, the nurses, nur- the, the nurses. So, yep. mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, without knowing too much about it, I, I think whatever you whatever you're paying nurses, it's never enough. Right there. You can just like teachers, just a blanket statement, whatever they're getting paid, they're underpaid. First responders as well. Yeah. One hundred percent. So I we've we've kind of discussed this if um you know, a new COVID booster is approved or when a new COVID booster is approved, um, if if, if we're going to go get it. Uh, new COVID-19 booster shot to protect against the emerging BA.2.86 variant. That It needs like a catchy name like Omicron or something. I know. I'm Give never going to remember this. The BA.2 variant. Uh, Maybe available as early as this week after the FDA approved two of three updates uh, to the current booster shot. The CDC is set to provide a recommendation sometime today. Now, what's interesting about this, Renee, is this will be the first COVID vaccine shot that's not given away free of charge by the government. Oh. Um, you'll either have to pay out of pocket, go to a care provider um, that's in your health care network, or go to a low-income low med- medical center. And, you know, those care, those care providers, it, it might... It might be your doctor, might be CVS, might Mm -hmm. be a pharmacy. But um, that part kind of threw me for a loop because, I mean, does that mean that they're not really that worried about COVID anymore? Because when they were trying to get us all vaccinated, it was coming out of the government stockpile. and They were giving away from free because they just wanted shots in the arms. Right, right. This isn't as encouraging. Yeah, (laughs) right. Right. It's like, okay, well, number one, how much is it going to be? Right. I mean, if it's $10, fine. If it's. Anything over 50, then maybe I'll just roll the dice and uh, and knock on wood and, and, and take my emergency. I did ask, I, I had a checkup with my primary care doctor. I've got a great primary care doctor. And I actually asked him, you know, what are your thoughts on the, the new booster shot when it comes out? And he seemed kind of weary. I'm sure he's had a lot of people try to argue with him thinking that they know more than he does mm-hmm. about it. And he said... Personally, he's going to get it. It's possible to get the flu shot and the COVID shot at the same time. Uh, he prefers to space them out by two or three weeks. And he says um, he would suggest getting whatever is more readily available to you. If the flu shot is available to you before the COVID booster, get that. But if all things were equal, he would get the COVID shot first because right now COVID is currently spreading faster than the flu. Yeah, and they are saying people who have been vaccinated should wait at least two months after their last COVID shot before getting this new booster. Imagine going to get your COVID shot and, you know, dealing with the side effects 
And then a week later, it's kind of null and void, and now you got to get another one two oh, to three weeks later. No, thank you. I, I have to admit, I I think it's been at least a year, year and a half since I got my last COVID booster. And, I mean, I'll you know, if, if I were at my doctor's office and they offered it to me for free because uh, it's covered, I'd probably say, yeah, what the heck. I don't see myself, unless, you know, this new variant really, really freaks me out, I don't see myself actually going to seek it out at, like, a pharmacy. I'm going to wait and see how bad it gets. Right. I, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely get my flu shot. Same here. Um, because, because at this point, I mean, when COVID first started, it was scary, right? Like, right. back in March of 2020, right. uh, we had no immunities against it. We had no idea how it was going to affect us. There were, there were, you know, sick elderly people getting it, and they would breeze right through it. You had young, healthy people getting, dying, uh, dying from it a, right. a month later. You know, now I feel like we kind of know what we have with COVID. When people get it now, it's still, oh, they've got COVID, but it's not like, oh, my God, they've got COVID. Right. So I, I'm with you. I think I'm going to wait to see how bad it gets, um, and then – you know, maybe get if it starts freaking me out. All right. Uh, first thing, Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale. We've got more coming up. With Renee Vitale and uh, Renee, before we dive into the latest in the Mel Tucker uh, saga, including uh, reading excerpts from his response. Um, today is is kind of a new holiday, I guess. Yeah, we can call it that. Yeah. It's literally Taco Tuesday. They have an extra special one planned for us today. Taco Bell does. It involves more than 20,000 Mexican restaurants across the USA. Uh, and this is initiated by Taco Bell to celebrate Taco John's agreement in July to abandon its trademark for Taco Tuesday. Taco Bell asked the U.S. government to cancel Taco John's trademark registration. The so government's involved. In, in Taco Tuesday, uh, you can get your slice of the five, $5 million taco grab, getting a delivery from Taco Bell, or choose a slew of local restaurants, too, so not necessarily Taco Bell. There's more than 20,000 participating Mexican restaurants in 49 states all you have to do is go to doordash to see the full list of restaurants and use the code taco tab and you're going to get five dollars off any order of 15 dollars or more taco bell plans to do more of these taco tuesday deals in the future as well well you know what i was wondering why someone hasn't capitalized on taco tuesday it's been in the vernacular for a while i guess uh I, I, I guess there's your answer. Uh, Taco John has been hoarding it and doing nothing with it. Uh-huh. And so Taco Bell put a stop to that. I didn't know Big Taco was such a powerful lobbying group with the government. I good, didn't either. But good for them. But I don't hate this. Yeah, No, me either. I'm going to need a taco after today. Yeah. All right. So, uh, of course, we all woke up to that bombshell USA Today report on Sunday. Uh, Brenda Tracy, a rape survivor and advocate, um, who was hired by Michigan State University to educate athletes on the subject, uh, accused Mel Tucker, MSU's football coach, of sexual harassment. Um, there, was a, uh, there was a phone call that happened where she alleged that Mel Tucker started um, to uh, pleasure himself against her will. Mel Tucker said that it was consensual phone sex, and uh, he actually released a statement the other day 
Here it is. I had the wrong piece of paper. He was he released a statement through his lawyers yesterday, and I'll read a, a bunch of ex, a couple of excerpts from it, and we can just kind of react to it as we go. Um, so uh, Mel Tucker says that I helped bring Miss Tracy to campus in the summer of 2021 because I support her mission of sexual misconduct prevention. We developed a mutual friendship that grew into an intimate adult relationship. At this point, my wife and I had been estranged for a long time. That was uh, one of the major red flags for us. Miss Tracy and I engaged in dozens of calls throughout fall of 2021 and winter of 2022, many of which she initiated and which occurred late at night. We both talked about all sorts of intimate private matters. She showed, told me that I could trust her, and I proceeded to do so. Um, I was absolutely unaware of the previous negative comments that she made about iconic MSU coaches, then President Ingler, MSU in general, and even her more recent criticisms of Coach Harbaugh that I learned about during the investigation. I, I think wow. I missed that part. Yeah, that's, so I don't that's know, new to me. I don't know if more is going to be coming out on that. Mm. Um, I know Coach Jim Harbaugh was actually asked about this yesterday, and uh, he wanted no part of this. I was wondering if that was going to happen when, not if, but when that was going to happen. Yeah, I, I mean, Coach Jim Harbaugh, he said, I know nothing about I, it. Why would he? Right. I, I mean, l- look, I, I, this this whole thing has taken the heat off of him for his own suspension. Yeah. It, yeah if, I'd go, hey, yo. Uh, yeah, I would like, uh, I'm going to let the facts up. Not my circus. Right, exactly. Uh, Miss Tracy encouraged our personal relationship by inviting and accepting gifts for me during the investigation. Miss Tracy admitted requesting and accepting my gifts of expensive athletic shoes, a $200 Venmo payment and a personal contribution to her nonprofit. Not only did she accept those gifts, but she provided me her shoe size and address to receive those shoes and her Venmo ID to receive the money. I, I don't know what that, what that proves about the phone call specifically. Maybe he's trying to establish their personal relationship. I, I don't really completely understand why that's germane to anything. Now, you know, my my husband, when we were talking about this yesterday, he brought up an interesting point. He said, okay, they talked on the phone for 36 minutes. The big question is, why did you talk on the phone for 36 minutes and not hang up? And I think that's one of the first questions uh, people, people asked. I mean, my question is, that 36-minute phone call, was it, was it all, um, you know, Mel Tucker doing what he's being accused of or was it like the last two minutes right was right. it like a 30 minute phone call than the last six minutes and that's in what question. my husband said too he yeah was, we don't know what that 36 minutes consisted of right uh this is interesting so you know we've been told that um mel tucker is under a title nine investigation in this uh statement it says that's inaccurate. The university admitted there is no Title IX jurisdiction, so in the investigation of my private life was relegated to an alleged policy violation. Uh, I haven't seen uh, any um, correction of that, so I don't know if if, if, if that's accurate or mm-hmm. what the press is saying is accurate. Um, you know, title, we, we've been looking at it through Title IX because um, one of the other questions people were asking yesterday was, um, you know, why why did it take so long for us to know about this? Right. And, you know, we talked to Title IX lawyers. We heard from a lot of Title IX lawyers both here on WJR and, and all over the place. Well, this is pretty standard protocol for to be kept quiet mm-hmm. uh, for, for Title IX. Um, and um, 
Let's see. I had some on cut up. Anyway, yeah, so they said this is pretty standard standard protocol. Uh, but now he's saying that uh, it's a policy violation. So I'm not sure who's correct on that. Um, he goes on to criticize the hearing that's scheduled on October 5th and 6th. He's saying that the hearing is ridiculously flawed uh, for the following reasons. Number one, neither uh, Miss Tracy nor any of her witnesses will be required to testify under oath or penalty of perjury. Uh, we cannot present or offer any substantial evidence of innocence, and there is no opening statement, closing arguments, or any opportunity to explain our case. This hearing process was obviously designed for student infractions and not to address personal private acts between adults. So, um, and he also says that this is a ploy to terminate his big contract because he's got a lot of years and a lot of money left on that. Right. Um, Brenda Tracy, she responded to uh, Mel Tucker's response on Twitter. Twitter. She said, this is more of the same Darvo uh, deflection, victim blaming and lies that I've been dealing with now for months. Coach Tucker has been delaying and trying to stop the investigative process since the beginning. He can't afford to go to a hearing that determines credibility of the participating parties. I believe the statement is his way of getting out of the participating in the hearing. So I I kind of feel like this thing's heading to court. It has to go to court. I feel like someone is going to sue somebody here. Either Mel Tucker will be terminated and he's going to sue the university or Mel Tucker and Miss Gary are going to sue each other. I, I, I feel like this is not going to end with the hearing. Well, and as you and I were talking off the air, no matter what, he's never going to coach again. Yeah, maybe not at Michigan State. I mean, there are there right, are at Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan State. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't see a scenario where he comes back because even if he's telling the absolute truth in this statement, mm-hmm. you know how 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 do you go back? Both right. from the university and Mel Tucker's standpoint, there's no way. I mean, morally, right? Nobody's going to want him there. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's 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 already been a big distraction. Um, oh, talking about about Title Nine, um, about how we didn't know anything about it. MSU is is saying that uh, their higher ups didn't know about any of these details until Sunday, like the rest of us. Um, at the press conference, Matt Charbonneau asked Alan Haller what has changed between when they found out the inve- about the investigation and when they suspended Mel Tucker. Uh, Teresa Woodruff, the interim president of MSU, said that she and the board of trustees did not learn the details until Sunday like the rest of us. Um, and that the confidentiality of, uh, confidentiality of the complainant and the people involved, um, keeping that confidential from her, the board, and other university officials is part of established protocol. So Interesting. Uh, again, it's the sticking point of Title IX. If, uh, you know, if this is a Title IX investigation, then they're justified in keeping it quiet. If it's not, then there's more questions as to, mm-hmm. you know, why it's been kept quiet. So I am sure that this is far from over, and I'm sure that we'll be talking about some new twister development. For weeks. Yes, probably as early as tomorrow. So first thing <laughs> with Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale on WJR. With Renee Vitale chocked full of a studio with friends. Lloyd Jackson, Guy Gordon, Jamie Edmonds, and uh, man, seventy five at seventy five at Schaefer by the uh, 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 Marathon Refinery cannot catch a break. 
Uh, Renee, Guy, you guys were saying that uh, a, a truck has hit the median and, and, and it's spilled over into the southbound lanes? Yep, affecting both sides, jackknife semi. One lane on the northbound side and just gunk on the southbound side slowing everything down. Yep, and the rain is going to make it uh, an extra long process to clean that up. And I had a, yeah, a little hydroplaning thing where I kind of, you know, punched the exit of the rain and went, Oh, yikes. <laughs> Isn't that fun? What happened to the road? Yeah. Extra awake so now. Yeah. All right. Every, everyone who almost died on the way to work today raised their hand. <laughs> right. yeah. Be that so. It's weird because last week, same thing happened. I was driving home to my uh, picturesque downriver community, and right there, 75 by the Marathon Refinery, northbound side, the uh, somebody ran into the wall. Part of the the wall was punched into the, the uh, southbound lane, so... Something some must be jacked up yeah, over there. It's mm-hmm. not a good thing. Um, so you guys are going to be at the auto show tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and, which actually starts tonight with the reveal of the F-150. And yes. Darius Rucker rocking it out uh, in Hart Plaza. Yeah. yeah Hootie. That's, that's going to be fun. <laughs> I always called him Hootie. He's still Hootie. He's yeah. always going to be Hootie. He does yeah. not like that. I know he doesn't. Nope. No, he, <laughs> he does doesn't. not. No, he, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Nope. But he's going to be Hootie to me. He yeah. Does, does he play any Hootie stuff? You know, cracked rear view. I, I was 11, so I didn't understand the lyrics, <laughs> but I still had the album. He does it out Later of obligation. Cry. He he still does it. He does. I I don't think he wants to because he he speeds through it. But right. He does it yeah. at his shows. Right. It's like, okay, I'm contractually yeah. obligated. You got, you got it, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you got to go back to your roots. What That's made why people you people like you? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, initially. Initially. Right. Exactly. Isn't that exactly. so annoying when celebrities like they they don't want to play ball with like what what people like them for. <laughs> Like you have them talking about their new movie, You're like oh, you know that sitcom. I'm not, I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about the new. Well, nobody cares about that. All right, <laughs> exactly. So yeah. play some hootie, Lloyd. You actually asked a, a good question yesterday about um, about the auto show and the strike. Yeah, uh, the fact that uh, there, you know, could be a strike while the auto show is ongoing. I didn't know had that ever happened before. No, I don't think that ever happened before. No smart person would ever schedule a strike for the middle of January. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants right. to be outside Nobody wants to of be. Sterling Heights Assembly. <laughs> Does that mean the big three only have to wait out the cold weather? Yeah, yeah just wait them out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Right. Hold right. them out until winter arrives. We'll reconvene uh, about January 20th, the shortest day of okay. the year, or December right. 21st. So, But, it, look, the, uh, the auto show... Um, how, did you guys did did you guys go down to it last year when it was in the warmer weather as opposed to when it was uh yeah you yeah. were there you I was were there at, live I was at charity preview uh during Paul's show from six to eight me and Marie Osborne we were down there what did you think did you like it better than the cold weather or is it so completely no. different you can't compare it well it was it was weird I you know it was okay but it you know it was still people were still getting over COVID so mm-hmm. it was kind of it wasn't as crowded like yeah Charity preview wasn't as crowded as it had been because people were still kind of iffy about that yeah mm-hmm. um but uh yeah it was it was it was fine we were kind of in and out it know? was hell because the president <laughs> came well in now and right. shut down the entire show here we've got this limited amount of time to get to the cars anyway to do what we need to do on doing his walkthrough when he came in and he yeah. shows up and does his walkthrough so we had two lockdowns and security suites that's right Oh. Well, that's not the weather's fault. No, it yeah. wasn't the weather's no. fault, but that was like, Mr. President, thank you for not coming this year. Yeah. yeah. So um, this will be the first true year of the new way of the auto show. Yeah. No, this is for the second. Second. Second go-round. But, but yeah. you know, not... 
not with the COVID. With the COVID protocols yeah, yeah. and the president coming through. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that COVID was as big a deal last year, but <laughs> I know it. But the, 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 there was a, a lot of media carping the fact that there weren't as many of the big time reveals. Right. It wasn't, right. you know, that there were a lot of uh, manufacturers that but didn't show didn't up. Show up. That's product. right. And, That's right. And yeah, it is a different auto show. It's going to be more of a consumer auto show. If you're a car shopper, I mean, this is going to be heaven sent. You're going to be able to see a lot of cars. And not only that, you're going to be able to get in them. Test them out on track It's it, with these different activations. It's, it'll be a lot of Especially fun. Especially these EVs because people want to know about the EVs yeah. and they'll be there as well. You can get your first experience in an EV or climbing one into the rafters that's of right. uh, that's right. yeah. what we still call Kobo. Yeah. Well, and, and that's kind of been the struggle of auto shows recently, right? Because, um, you know, a lot of the big reveals aren't done at auto shows anymore. They're done at, like, the consumer electronics show. They're all done in this box that we're looking at. I mean, social you media. Social, yeah, it's, yeah, it's reveals that are done uh, on, on the web and... Which I, you know, I, I like to see the car in person. Mm-hmm. I think I don't, yeah. and and now we can actually see it moving, which is I think the way a car <laughs> should be viewed anyway. What a right. concept! Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of moving, yesterday was the first time that Sean Fain publicly said there's been some progress in the the contract negotiations. Man, I felt like Fred Sanford, you know. <laughs> I'm like, you hear that, Elizabeth? Right. I'm coming to join you, honey. <laughs> no. He gets on CNN. He's like, wow. these people have waited for such a, a long time, and we told them don't wait till the last minute. But there's been some some progress. I'm like, what? Yeah. Uh, well, Sean, Sean Fain's yeah, The one that we don't know is whether bit. he's moved. He keeps saying, well, the automakers have moved. Yeah, but have you moved? Is it still 46%? Is that still what you're asking for? Are you still asking for a 32-hour week? Yeah. Where's the motion bet on the other side? I mean, side? I wonder, you know, they threw out 46%. I wonder if they have, like, an actual figure, like, okay, if they they get to 31%, they we'll must. say yes. They've got to drop down. Yeah. The, the art of the, the deal. <laughs> JR Morning coming up with Renee Vitale. And, Mike, you know the old saying, I'm so busy, I wish there was two of me? Well, that may be possible in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, Delphi is working on a product where you can clone yourself with artificial intelligence, and then that clone could be your personal assistant. I don't know if I'd want me working for me. Uh, Chris Renwick of WJ Afternoons, uh, WJR Afternoon, talks to Dara Ladijarian, co-founder of CEO and uh, Delphi. Or was he talking to something else? Uh, how about this? So there's a new startup out there. It's called Delphi. And they are actually cloning you. It's an AI clone of yourself, and it can be living, dead, doesn't matter. As long as you submit a sample writing or audio, whatever it is, it will it will do its best to mimic you. And so today, uh, Dara Lajavarian is going to be with us here momentarily. Uh, uh, Dara is there. He's the co-founder and CEO of Delphi. Dara, good to have you. Hey, guys. Great to be here. Uh, Brian, how did how did we land Dara today? How did how did we make this happen? I I spoke with Dara's clone online. You spoke with Dara's. <laughs> I did. So okay, walk me through this then. How did you find Dara's clone? I found him. I went to Twitter. Okay. I found the site. When I got to the site, it said "Ask Dara a question," and I said, "Hey Dara, would you like to speak with Chris Renwick on WJR in Detroit at at three uh, fifteen? And it answered me. It said, let me check Dara's schedule. And then I don't know if he'll be available then. And I said, well, when will he be available? And then they, the clone said, well, I'd have to check his schedule. But here's Dara's email, and you can email Dara yourself. 
So the clone sort of worked as Dara's personal assistant. Which Unbelievable. Was really, it's the first time I've dealt with AI, and I wouldn't have known if I hadn't known it was AI. Our, our first, Dara, really cool. you are our first guest booked through AI. Congratulations. Yep. <laughs> first of many. First, yeah, first of many. How, how did this idea come about? How, how, did, this, how, did, you, how did you decide uh, to start uh, AI cloning people? Yeah, so a couple years ago, I was reading a book about my grandpa, who was an entrepreneur in Iran before the revolution. And I was working on my first startup, and I was like, it'd be great if I could, you know, talk to my grandpa, ask him advice, and, you know, apply his wisdom to my life. Even though he knew nothing about AI, he still had time-tested advice in that book. So I created a clone of him using that book and treated it as, like, my own personal mentor as I built out that first startup. And obviously, like, really powerful experience startup got acquired and i was like wait more people should be able to do this we're all constrained by time we're either no longer around or some of the highest leverage people just cost a lot of money to be able to access so what if we could create a technology that allows people to scale themselves beyond the constraints of time so that more people can access them and that's why we started delphi so how then do you do how, how does this work so you, you submit different samples whether it's writing samples or or audio samples and then the the technology picks up on your pattern of speech, the way you write, your mannerisms, and then and then as best as possible replicates that. And and the more that you submit, I imagine, the better it would be. Yeah, exactly. So we have this clone readiness score. Ideally, you want to get that score above eighty uh, percent. We integrate with any kind of document, whether it's your notes, your journal, uh, videos, podcasts. And like you said, from there, we use that to extract your personality, your tone, and most importantly, your reasoning. Because, you know, when I wasn't just asking my grandpa, what company did you start? I wanted to apply his reasoning and his principles to my current situation. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how our system works, and it's getting better every day. So in terms of your grandpa, then, let's talk about that. How, how did what, – what did you said it was a book that you submitted yeah. – so how many pages was that word count? How, how, how much, uh, you know, juice did you give it? It was about 200 pages. Uh, so okay. that was a lot of data for my grandpa, obviously missing something. The clone for myself on our website is just meant to be able to talk about the company. Notice how if you try to ask it about my personal life, it's not going to tell you anything because I haven't loaded any data about my personal life. Sure. So sometimes you have a clone for different purposes. So then in the case of then your grandfather, was it only the, 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 the AI clone of your grandfather was only to speak about the contents of the book or did it, did it morph into, uh, you know, by taking the, the foundations maybe of an idea or a lesson and then morphing that into a bigger idea? Was it, was it something kind of generative like that? Yeah, that's the goal. I mean, we're not just interested in regurgitation. We're interested in reasoning. So it was able to use my grandpa's experiences in business to understand, okay, this is, this, this is this guy's first principles in business and how he thinks about these kind of situations. So we can apply that to new situations so that now my grandpa can give me advice about my AI company the way he might have. I got to be honest, Dara. This is the stuff that freaks me out. <laughs> this is the stuff that freaks me out. And I get it. It's great. And I think that you know, even what we're seeing with with the the ongoing labor strikes with the Writers Guild and SAG-AFTRA and, and AI being a big part of this, because this technology, even really kind of in its early stages, is so advanced. How, how far then does this go? How, how do you take this 
and morph it into something that can really be used as a tool that people will gravitate towards. Yeah, well, I will touch on one point. There's definitely a dystopian version of AI, but we try I think the best use case of AI is as a tool for augmentation, mm -hmm. not automation. So that's why we sell to people who want to clone and scale themselves. We're not trying to replicate people or impersonate them. We see this best as a tool that helps people do more. Um, and then where does this go? I mean, we are about to add high latency voice calling. I called myself and had like a 10 minute conversation with my own clone. And that was weird, but also a little bit therapeutic. Video is wait, 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 wait. You, you, you talked to your own clone and it was therapeutic? Yeah. Like it, imagine, it, would, like, it, would it be intrusive to ask what you talked about? I mean, I was talking about the company and employees and, like, you know, how far we've come in the last six months. And, you know, you could also create a clone of yourself up to last year. So you could almost, like, call a younger version of yourself as well. Wow. And there's, there's a lot of implications there. But I think we're just at the cusp of what possible with this kind of technology and we're really excited to just see our users using it in so many different ways so where where is this product at in terms of availability for the public it's not fully available right now it's being used by some partners who are authors creators influencers uh, politicians and it's going to be publicly available in mid-october okay all right well i look forward to using this i i, I think it's uh i think it's something that's creative i think it's a little different than what we've seen in terms of AI's usage thus far. Um, but keep us up to date on this, will you please? I think it's very cool. Definitely. You guys can talk to my clone. Yeah, right. Very good. <laughs> uh, Dara Lajavarian with Delphi, the founder and CEO. Thanks, Dara. Appreciate it. Right. Uh, good Thanks stuff. for having me. Yeah, you got it. Well, if uh, my clone is available in October, Renee, one day you're going to be sitting across from me and you're not going to know if it's me or if it's my clone because I'm going to be taking a long break. Well, speaking of a long break, Aerosmith's Peace Out Farewell Tour at Little Caesars Arena on Monday has been rescheduled to January 29th due to health concerns of lead singer Steven Tyler. Uh, he posted a message saying to all our fans, I'm heartbroken to say I've received strict doctor's orders not to sing for the next 30 days. I sustained vocal damage during Saturday's show that led to subsequent bleeding, and we need to postpone a few dates so that we can come back and give you the performance that you deserve. And we're having bad luck with, with people rescheduling. You know, Madonna was know. on her deathbed. You know, I would almost say that this is a sign Aerosmith should retire, but that's what they're trying to do. They are trying to, and, yeah. and it's the rock god saying, don't do it. Right. 75 years old, I wish him luck. It's first thing.